And what's going on guys, Alex here, welcome to the year 2023, and let's begin this year with the subject of how technologies shape human evolution. So, I was sick during last week of December, and that got me thinking, thinking about lots of stuff, because I've got nothing else to do, nothing better to do, apparently. But the thing is that I've understood and I've concluded one simple thing, that human species are changing environment they live in more rapidly with the, each and every year than it was ever before. For example, internet development. Uh, the development of internet has given us the market of services, like the services we couldn't even think about before. So, for example, I can order food, I can order any tag, and it will be delivered to my doorstep within an hour, or maybe an hour and a half in some cases, but still, I can order anything to my apartment, and they will even bring it to my floor. Next thing also, social networks, like quick dopamine, quick pleasure. Social networks are developing with each and every month, not even a year. Also, the technologies became much cheaper, and uh, that's a trend which is, uh, which is following from year to year. So, for example, my room right now is full of computers, of phones, of different kinds of tech, which has more power, more processing power than, uh, than the computer which has sent a human to the moon, apparently. And also, like, the technology has become much cheaper, so I can afford all of it. In some way, in one way or another, but anyway. The thing also which uh, has developed big data, like uh, we are gathering otherwise seemed like irrelevant information about people and transfer it into something useful. So apparently big data plays a big role and also the last thing which has popped up in the year 2022, it was AIs and neural networks, for example, chat GPD, which helps us think less and uh, improve productivity apparently and it's one of the plenty of examples so ChatGPT apparently, that's a chat with an AI, which uh, is free to use, and apparently lots of people are using it right now for different types of purposes. And it's only what is publicly available and what is free right now. But of course, uh, more developed AIs and neural networks um, are being present right there for a very lot of period of time. But anyway, the idea behind artificial evolution is not new. If we're talking about artificial evolution here, the first thing which comes to mind is genetics. So starting after the sheep dolly, we can, to be honest, can clone people. The only thing which is stopping us is uh, ethics. So apparently, if you have no ethical standards and you live uh, in some area where it can be like proven, so let's say some, somewhere deep in the Russia, so essentially you can clone people and uh, because technologies already allow that. Also, biology and cross-biological subjects, so, so biochemistry, bioengineering and so on, so essentially it allows you in simple terms to add proteins, genes and DNA sequences from one species to another. For example, the last thing which I have seen and which I have read about that the trees with fluorescent leaves, so essentially the fluorescent, uh, the gene which is responsible for developing the fluorescent protein, it's taken from some types of uh, fishes or something like that, and it's being transformed to a gene which uh, develops the same protein in the 
trees. And so essentially that will reduce need of using electricity during night to light, for example, roads. So essentially it's much more productive and much more efficient in terms of power. Also, the same prosthetics and artificial organs, uh, they have been for quite some time and so since the middle of the 20th century, essentially we, start, we started uh, working with such things as, for example, dialysis or ECMO. Essentially ECMO, it uh, bypasses your lungs and it oxygenates your blood uh, extracorporeally, so essentially. Uh, so, uh, ECMO stands for extracorporeal membrane, membrane oxygenation, so your blood oxygenates out of your body. Or dialysis, which can essentially replace your kidneys for quite some time, so it can be permanent, it can be temporary, but still, you can already right now replace the function of two human organs. So apparently it benefits, it has lots of benefits and it's pretty obvious benefits. For example, prolonged life and increased quality of life and uh, like more rational use of resources. So for example, uh, since the beginning of the 20th century, the prolonged life has, uh, the life of an average human being has prolonged for quite some time. And that's actually because of the modern technologies and modern medicine we now see People who are in average are able to live to 80, 90, and sometimes even 100 years old. Also, increased quality of life. So, right now, we have stated, and the medicine right now has stated, that every single person should be available to live without pain. So, apparently, we are now available to quit pain. We are available to treat some of the diseases which were otherwise deadly and. Um, and were left untreated, for example, as it was with the diabetes, uh, the diabetes which requires human being to inject insulin uh, from time to time, because otherwise the insulin was not available, like extracorporeal, because people knew that it existed, but they couldn't get it to put into the syringe. Also, the more rational use of resources, so for example, let's say that you are going from point A to point B uh, through the city, and uh, of course, you will choose the route which will seem to you the fastest, uh, the shortest, and so on. But at the same time, you don't have lots of data. And what the modern technologies allow you, it allows you to plan your route based on uh, the amount of traffic jams, amount of traffic at all, based on the news which are stating the quality of the roads, which are stating which roads are being repaired, and so on. So lots of different factors, and uh, that's how I have described a simple application ways, which essentially gives you the route and gives you estimate time of arrival, so ETA, for, for your route and for your trip. And this gives you an option to use your resources more efficiently, your time, essentially the fuel, and so on. So, the benefits are pretty obvious, but what about risks and uh, difficulties about using lots of technologies in our life? So talking about uh, obvious risks, it will be, first of all, the misuse of technology by uh, people in power, so essentially corporations and governments, because right now the only thing, almost the only thing which stands uh, in front of the corporations, governments and other people in power to track us to use lots of data, lots of our personal data, 
uh, how they want, it's essentially ethics and law. So essentially these are simple things which stand in front of this possibility because technologically we can follow every single man, we can use lots of data to plan prognosis and so on. But still, that's the risk of misuse of technology because you'll never know if the technology is used against you and uh, as the pretty old situation with Snowden has proven, we are being tracked for quite some time. But anyway, let's get away from the mystery next thing, which gives you risks, and that will be psychological adaptation to increase amount of data, type of work, to increase the speed of life. So, for example, uh, the statistic tells us that in uh, the latest 50 years, it was quite a spike of increase in anxieties and depressions in uh, the population. So, of course, we diagnose them much better now, and we can uh, notice the symptoms in uh, lots of people who were not uh, otherwise even think about uh, going, for example, to a psychiatrist. But anyway, but never we had to have so much skills and so much uh, resources and information to simply exist in the society. So by that I mean that, uh, let's say for example, that you put a person from the 19th century, an average person, a working class, you put this person to our 21st century. Essentially you'll think that uh, there is not so much things that have changed, but if we're talking about uh, the development of technology and how people have to adapt, that first of all we need to explain to this person the concept of the mobile phone, the concept of the internet the concept of smartphone, the concept of uh, how it's working, how the delivery services work, how the financial system works right now. You need to explain and give the knowledge about how the government works, uh, where should you track the information, how you are able to track the information, which possibilities do you have. And essentially with each and every year, simply to, in order to exist in the society, you will need to know much more information, so with the same social networks. It's quite a non-understandable concept for someone from the 19th century, because there it was everything was much slower. And, and the same, for example, goes with the transportation. So right now, even despite the fact that we are artificially controlling the speed of travel, so for example, the planes right now are traveling at much lower speeds than they were traveling at the 19th. 70s, for example, because it's simply uh, it's more fuel efficient, so the fuel efficiency over the speed. But the thing is that even despite we are controlling it, right now we can order a taxi by a simple click of a button, and the taxi will arrive in most cases, at least in Riga, from uh, one to seven minutes average, and that's pretty much it. So that's how fast you can order a service right now. And you need to understand these concepts as well, and of course, these, all of these aspects may cause psychological adaptation uh, issues for the person who will be put from the 19th century. And the same also may be applied to modern society and lots of people who have to adapt to the increased amount of data which increases with each and every year. So essentially, it's not going to get smaller. So right now, in order to work in your profession, you do not need to know just a simple amount of skills. You also need to know how to adapt them. You also need to cross-fit uh, different types of sciences. So for example, the biology right now, the biologists right now, it's uh, quite uh, 
an odd specialty to have because in biology we know lots of things and now we're talking about microbiology, now we're talking about biochemics, biophysics and so on and other different stuff because otherwise if we do not cross-reference different sciences in that case we will be unable to follow and uh, to develop the thing which the pace with the pace um, which we are leading it right now but talking about difficulties and the difficulties is that right now we have to choose very wisely what kind of technologies we'd like to use and how far do we want them to to implement them into our lives because for sure you can implement um, as much technologies as you simply can into your daily life into your activity and so on but by the end of the day you'll still need some quiet time and uh, even despite the fact that uh, you may not understand it at first you will understand that after quite some time that you will need to some uh, to put the gadgets away to put all of the new technologies away and simply to sit still even despite the fact that it feels like you're doing nothing because remember like if you're uh, of something like 20 years old uh, or something similar in that case you maybe remember that it was much easier to sit still before so of course uh, when it was nothing to do you could simply stare at the wall and it will be some good amount of info you can get from it like you can be entertained you can entertain yourself like uh, by sitting in the queue but right now if the modern person will sit in the queue and uh, let's say the phone will, pro will break in that case uh, it will be quite uh, lots of an anxiety for this person because uh, we are adapting to lots of new information coming to our minds uh, and we are adapted to lots of uh, information which we need to proceed throughout the day so essentially we need to choose what would we like to use and what will give us more benefits than disadvantages also the further we go the more wisely we should be about uh, what we use so right now you can i suppose imagine the picture of mark zuckerberg walking down the aisle uh, with the the whole room of people sitting using vr glasses because of course this is uh, a quite nice technology but at the same time it's quite an ironic image because the person who has uh, invented the modern social networking the person who is working with the metaverse who is working with the vr and the, let's say another universe essentially these people tend to use less of technologies than usual people who who it is made for so for example it's uh, it's not a news that uh, steve jobs when he was alive and he was uh, asked in an interview whether he allows uh, for his children to use iPads uh, in their house he said that he doesn't allow any type of iPads uh, in the house because it's uh, it's some type of harmful and so like children should uh, try to behave uh, besides these modern technologies also very difficult question of the modern technologies and uh, essentially the artificial evolution it will be ethical questions of technological implementation in different aspects of our life so first and foremost and uh, this question is uh, quite popular right now for lots of brands and especially apple and google and that's the question of privacy because the proliferation of technology has made it easier for companies and governments to gather and store personal information about individuals and this can lead to issues around privacy and potential for abuse of this information and that's why right now why we see lots of 
companies which uh, actually make it a point that uh, their services include the privacy services. This is why in the European Union right now it's mandatory to have this pop-up window about cookies on every single website you go to because people, some people don't think that uh, privacy is something obvious because uh, lots of people will abuse the will abuse this information and to use this information about people just for their own benefit. Also, next thing, next ethical thing which uh, appears to be quite a problem is that inequality because uh, not everyone has equal access to technology uh, which can create uh, inequality and which creates actually inequality and uh, will lead to divide between those who have access to the benefits of technology and those who do not. So apparently, if we're talking about the most uh, advanced inequality right now, uh, here I can give you an example of the medical system of the United States, where apparently the uh, people who have more resources, people who have more money, they are able to put their relative on life support for as long as they'd like. And essentially, that will prolong physically their life for quite some time, even despite the brain maybe that and so on. But the people with the less resources are unable to do so and are unable, let's say, for example, to connect the patient to the ECMO, the extra membrane oxygenator, uh, which gives you oxygen to the blood uh, bypassing your lungs. And uh, because that's quite, uh, a, quite a technology which requires lots of uh, experience from the doctor's side and also it's um, not quite as cheap. And uh, if we're talking about more mundane technologies, in that case, uh, the same smartphone, the same uh, Netflix, for example, because not uh, all of the people have uh, enough money to spend uh, $10 a month simply on uh, shows. So essentially, that's how it works. And uh, of course, if we're talking about uh, smartphones, if you're talking about modern technology as it is, the modern computers, like, of course, we have uh, cheap computers right now, but in order to have, like, the best technology right now, it still creates inequality because let's say that uh, I can afford to buy a new laptop if uh, my will just uh, break at some period of time. But uh, I know uh, that there is lots of people who can't afford that because for lots of people, even simple, a simple thing as uh, finding money for food is quite a big question. And the next ethical thing, which uh, actually uh, in the latest time is quite popular, and that's dependency on technology. Because technology has the potential to become addictive, and people may become overly reliant on it, to the point where they struggle to function without it. And that's what I was talking about it when we're talking about children in the queue right now, and as it was uh, some 10-15 years before. Because... Uh, this can have negative impacts on people, like uh, on people's social skills, on people's mental health, on uh, people's ability to live without technologies and to live by their own. Because right now, lots of people, and especially children, uh, are dependent on the technology, are dependent on uh, colorful, bright like screens, are dependent on lots of new information which is popping through their head. And if you have ever watched a children's content, uh, let's say for example on YouTube, it's always bright colors, it's always lots of um, music, it's always lots of noise, it's, it's always um, very eccentric. 
and that creates dependency because uh, essentially technologies are made in the way so they create dopamine if we're talking about of course uh, coming to consumer technologies so it creates dopamine and uh, which every single one new technology we have to improve we have to improve the amount of the dopamine we get so essentially if we don't get as much dopamine as we were getting before and even more in that case we feel like something's off and so here we go the problems of social skills mental health etc etc next thing uh, the technological implementation which creates uh, with the ethical from the ethical side and that will be as simple as unemployment because technology becomes more advanced and there is potential for certain jobs to become automated and which could lead to widespread unemployment and that we can see on the Amazon for example because Amazon for quite some time has been operating using AI and using robots uh, on, during, on their workhouses and essentially that's quite a good idea from the from the point of view of the person who owns all of it but if we're, if we're looking from the point of view of a mundane person in that case we can see that uh, the AI doesn't recognize people as people and uh, sets uh, the goals so high that people don't have time even to go to the bathroom as simple as that and also unemployment here we go to the unemployment as for example the low level artists because right now the same mid-journey AI is uh, widely available and right now the artists which can draw on the on, on okay level so okay to middle level apparently these type of artists uh, can be replaced with a simple AI because it's quicker because it's cheaper and uh, essentially you can uh, do lots of things using a simple AI and uh, simply writing a couple of sentences and also ethical dilemmas ethical dilemmas is quite an ethical question and the thing is that new technologies tend to rise ethical dilemmas as for example to of use the ai in decision making or the potential for gene editing to be used to create designer babies so apparently that's the technology uh, when you are using the gene engineering uh, on a zygote on so essentially on some stem cells who is not developed a baby and uh, you use this uh, gene scissors let's name it so uh, in order to correct the genes you would like to have and which are which answer for the person's uh, hair color the person's uh, height the person's uh, eye color the person's tendency to different diseases and so on so from one side it may be a good thing but from the other side it's quite an ethical dilemma whether we should allow it and also with the with heavy new technological implementation there will be security risks because technology also introduces security risks such as uh, the possibility of cyber attacks or the potential for technology to be used for malicious purposes and uh, let's say that you wouldn't like for your prosthetic arm or for your design designer organ to go out simply because of the cyber attack because this this security risk we have to deal with it because right now our money can be stolen even well, without the need to go out of the apartment because apparently with a computer you can do lots of things right now and so that brings us to the self-limitation because 
essentially self-limitation is, is the thing which we really need and uh, that's the thing which uh, we will come to sooner or later and that's a hard thing which requires a lot of willpower to start and maybe even more willpower to keep going because all of these new technologies are designed in the way so they will influence you influence your behavior and uh, tend to make you uh, addicted to live to these new technologies because uh, it's uh, much more convenient to receive the food from the delivery guy so essentially to to order the food online than to go for the same food somewhere even uh, if it will be like uh, just around the block and here we have the thing which is very convenient but at the same time it makes us lazy it makes us dependent on these services and if we are not talking even about the financial side from the mental side right now it's too easy to become a couch potato if you have enough money because you simply can lay down and everything will be delivered to you the only thing which you <laughs> need to do essentially that's consume but talking about technologies and how they shape human evolution just a couple of words about that and that's for example that it creates lots of choices so right now we have much more choices if we are well, choosing almost almost anything starting from the food and uh, ending with the service because right now we can uh, get any type of food delivered from one one place of the globe to another and it will be like what a day away eight hours away four hours away and uh, and that gives you lots of choices but at the same time it tend to become uh, the problem from the mental side because right now you have to choose not between like three fruits but between the all plenty of fruit which we have available on the globe and uh, and that the dilemma uh, the problem of a choice is uh, actually a thing in uh, psychiatry where you have uh, more problems uh, and you point when your struggle with the uh, the more options you have the more you struggle essentially and uh, also how we are shaping even involuntarily the human evolution and that's uh, that we use less movement for example i have noticed that after uh, after the moment of time when uh, in latvia were invented and, and were brought to uh, public eye such thing as uh, electric scooters uh, during summertime which essentially is uh, somewhat of a cheap way to move around the city and uh, it's uh, it's quite okay like from the one side like you, you pay some money you use the electric scooter and you can go almost everywhere you'd like and it's cheaper than go by taxi and here we go that people who even who could walk sometimes who are not like late for something but simply like you can walk like one two kilometers to the nearest shop but people and myself included are moving less by if simply they see this electric scooter uh, right around the corner so it's a more, prob more probability that we will use and that we, i will use this electric scooter and so i will move less and that's the thing which also is shaping human evolution because here we have both physical aspect and here we have also the psychological aspect because at first physical aspect we move less and so it's harder to to move uh, after quite some time of uh, such behavior and from the psychological aspect even 
if we decide not to, to walk, it will be harder because we know that there is always an option to go in a faster way, in a more convenient way, in a way which will give us more do dopamine. So essentially when you are driving an electric scooter on a high speed, so you receive lots of adrenaline and it's uh, quite fun, uh, sometimes dangerous, but it's also fun. So the psychological aspect here is uh, also uh, very big. And the thing is that everything we develop makes our life easier, but at the same time it creates more challenges along the way. So our life became faster, quicker. We are always available, always checking the response, um, always awake uh, with the, the need to control our every step, like figuratively and literally. So essentially right now we can con contact almost every single person in the world, just using the thing which we put in, in our pocket and which uh, lots of uh, people have, like the most people have right now, so essentially a smartphone. And also at the same time, we are always available, so there is uh, much less privacy right now. So essentially, if before, the work-life balance uh, in most places was like, I work, after work I go home, and here we have balance, because at work I work, at home I have a rest. But right now, Simply because of the usual consumer available technologies, you can be accessed anywhere you'd like, anywhere your boss would like. So essentially, even at your home, you can be sent an email which uh, you will be required to answer right now. And that's the thing which we will need to keep in mind. And I personally, I decided to be more mindful about technologies, um, not because of the New Year's resolutions or something like that, but simply because I understood that I'm quite dependent on the, on the modern technologies right now, and also because uh, I suppose that uh, this will make my life a little bit easier, and uh, it will improve the quality of my life in theory in the long run at least. But anyhow, that was the thoughts that, that occupied my mind during the last weeks of the 2022. Welcome to the year 2023, where we all live more cautious life, or at least we hope so. Thank you for joining me today. See you next week.